0: Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. These are the prison epistles. When I was in high school, I played a lot of basketball. Uh, By and large, over the five years, our team stayed relatively the same. And we got to know each other very well. We weren't necessarily the strongest in the league, but there was one thing that stood out about us that um, we had other teams, coaches, and even officials comment on about us, and that was our unity on the court. When we got on the court, we were a team. We knew each other well. Um, We could read each other's cues. We knew each other's strengths and weaknesses, and we would play to that. if a teammate got pulled into a situation that was a weaker moment for them, um, we were able to back them up. Um, on the flip side, if there was an opportunity to highlight a teammate's strength, we would do it. Um, it was really exciting to play in this way, to recognize that we had the same goals, that we were passionately going after the same thing and doing it together. Um, it, sometimes there, there would be uh, moments that Someone would call out a play and maybe not all of us agreed with the play. Uh, Maybe we didn't think that that was the best play for the situation at hand, but we had two options. We could either choose to go with a play, continue to work in unity, and hope that we could pull it together, um, or we could choose to play as individuals and be guaranteed a fail. Throughout his writings, Paul uh, puts a lot of emphasis unity and in the in the passage today Paul mirrors a lot of the Roman Greco culture um, about household code uh, but he takes it one step further actually making it quite revolutionary and in Ephesians 5 verse 22 starts saying this wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord stick with me here for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church his body and is himself its Savior Um, in the same way that Jesus doesn't lord his authority over the church, um, but he's, he's our source and he's life-giving, men are called to be the head, the headwaters of the body, that um, there's a, a constant outpouring. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Chapter 6, he goes on to say, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Um, Culturally, often the fathers were seen as... um, in being head of the household, they were ruler of the household. So there would have been little instruction of um, how to, to treat your children in this regard. It would be very uncommon that it would be said, do not provoke your children. Bond servants. We can see this as maybe employees. Um, Obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this He will receive back from the Lord, whether He is bond servant or is free. Masters, employers, or if, if you have hired help, if you have a contractor, um, do the same to them. Stop your threatening knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Paul instructed that husbands were to submit and love um, their wives as well, uh, that fathers should not provoke, that masters should treat their slaves well. This is all very countercultural. This passage was countercultural then and it is today. Uh, But this book needs to transcend all time in culture. Um, some are gonna look at this passage and hear it and think, you know, that's too conservative. Others are gonna look at it and say that's too liberal. This isn't a question about whether it's too right or too left, um, rather it's one from above. This is a heavenly culture that we're being called to walk out and to, to live. Not only are individuals in the household connected, uh, they're they're interdependent. So um, what one person does influences the other. The actions of one person has consequences for the other. Um, And there's interpersonal communication that's gonna be taking place too. Um, Anytime we have a relationship, there's gonna be communication. And how you communicate, how you treat and respect another person indicative of the type of relationship that you have but also where your priorities lie where your goals are if we're in pursuit of jesus we're going to have a different type of unity and love and submission um, that are different than how culture would define those words it said that humility is uh, it's not just thinking less of yourself in light of who god is it's also thinking of yourself less um, in a healthy household, when each member is serving God, when each member is honoring one another, uh, respecting, loving, submitting, obeying, our individual needs are going to innately be met. We find that there's this freedom in being countercultural, that in not looking out for number one, um, in looking out for others and serving those around us, Um, In in doing these things, we experience richer relationships and fuller lives. Perhaps the opposite of not being selfish is not necessarily being selfless, but being in unity. I think we need to not shy away from words like submission, obedience, reverence, honor. Um, in In a godly context, these are not blind. Um, in a loving relationship, submission and honor are not done out of fear, but rather out of, out of love and out of mutual respect. Personally, I love this passage. I find it quite liberating and freeing. Uh, it, it gives me this, this framework that I can live my life in, um, and also one that I can keep my family accountable to. Does this, the Bible speak of gender roles? I think yes. Uh, Does it say specifics of what that looks like? No. But husbands, there's this, this high call to love your wife as Christ loves the church. Quite frankly, I would find that daunting. I do find it daunting when we're to love each other the way Christ loves. But hopefully as husbands love and as wives submit, there's this mutual submission and love um, as, as together there's, there's unity and there's pursuit of what God is calling us to. Uh, unity in being responsible for one another. As we raise our children, treat employees, we're called to live out this heavenly culture. We're called to bring justice. We're called to, to demonstrate care for one another. When When Paul wrote this, there would have been little regard to tell a man to be anything but ruler of the household, um, But Paul pushes back on that. He pushes on that cultural norm truthfully, when when Matt and I, my husband, when we're seeking Christ first, I actually find it second nature to submit and honor his household authority. You know what? I'm actually I'm probably easier to love when we're seeking Christ first. This ideal, this this instruction um, is not without context. Husbands are not told to be domineering and ruling, but to be respectful and loving. Timothy Keller talks about how this is um, in a healthy, in healthy marriage. This is the greatest tiebreaker Um, when you're a team and you know that your husband is going, is not going to take advantage of this, uh, but you know that your husband is looking out for you the way that he's going to look out out for his own body. um, You can trust that his decisions are going to be beneficial for all parties involved. This isn't to say that wives um, are unable to speak or have our own opinions. In fact, there's going to be times that we are holding our husbands accountable and we're keeping them in line. But how we treat one another, how we communicate matters. I think if we get offended by the opening line of wives submit to your husbands, then we miss out on this beautiful household structure. One that is unifying and honoring to God. I don't think we get to pick and choose which scripture we agree with or like best and what we ignore. Um, Andrew spoke a few weeks ago about the authority of scripture. If these instructions make us uncomfortable, perhaps we need to re-examine where we're getting our values, where our views are coming from, and what or who we're in pursuit of. This call is great. Husbands, you're called to love your wives as Christ loves the church. Wives, we are to submit to our husbands as to the Lord. Children, obey. Parents don't provoke. As we work, we must work as unto the Lord. And if you're an employer, you must treat your employees well. I think this call is to mutual submission, mutual love, and a mutual pursuit of Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you are such a relational God. Thank you that you love us and you want to see us thrive, and that you give us instruction, even when it may feel uncomfortable. Lord, help us to read this um, through your lens to understand um, how you want us to live, how you want us to love one another. May we be challenged today in ways that we can walk this out faithfully. In Jesus' name, amen.